Welcome to another edition of the Alpha Babe podcast. Today I'm flying solo and I'm going to be discussing the Black Plague of our century. As always, this information on this podcast is not designed to diagnose, treat or prevent any condition. It's for information purposes only and a platform to share personal experiences. Please seek advice from your healthcare professional before making any changes to your current lifestyle. Stay tuned because the Alpha Babes podcast is about to go live in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Alpha Babes podcast. You're here with the Alpha Babes sisters, Hannah and Mia. Hello, hello. We are here, or I should say, I am here to do another edition of the Alpha Babe podcast. And I'm really excited. I must admit, it is a little bit awkward. I am sitting here on my dining room table that's looking fairly messy, and I'm alone. I'm alone. I've got no Mia, but she is moving house today, which I will be going and lifting and squatting and doing a whole bunch of exercise with her. However, I didn't want to let my listeners down and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this podcast on my own. So as you would have heard in the intro, I have titled this The Black Plague of Our Century. What does that actually mean? And it means this, the black plague of our century is stress. The amount of stress that we are experiencing as a society is continuing to rise almost to the point that we're now calling it the Black Plague of the Century. So I kind of want to dedicate this podcast to talking about the effects of stress, why we have it, what it does to our body, and I guess just some simple tips about how to help us de-stress. And it is something that I am exploring personally in my life um, because I'm probably going to just hang myself out to dry here, but I am honestly a stress monster when I get stressed to the point where, and please girls, please don't leave me hanging here, but have you ever just like reacted to your partner and you are ranting and you are raving and your hands are flying everywhere and a bit of spit's coming out of your mouth and you're listening to yourself going, I can't believe I'm sounding like this right now and you are a monster, but I'm not going to back down because I'm stressed. And if I can just get rid of this feeling inside of me right now, I'm going to feel so much better. And then who just goes and like vomits all over their partner and then walks away and kind of goes, oh, I feel a bit better now. But then you start to feel so guilty because you've just treated the person that you love like a piece of crap. And I can tell you, (laughs) my partner can vouch for me. Um, I have done this on repeat um, and I can say that Mia and I do this to each other and it's really, I'm over it. So I'm on a massive pursuit to find how to actually relieve stress um, and going beyond the, the basic, the basics. I know the basics. But I really want to know how do we remove stress from a cellular level? That's what I'm really, really interested about. So let's get into this. Um, First and foremost, I feel like I need to kind of define what stress is um, and why we have it. Now, 
Stress is a natural response. We all need it. And here's why. So I'm going to transport you back into the caveman days. You're sitting there, you're plucking berries from a tree, you're minding your own business, the birds are chirping, life is great. Then all of a sudden, a big, hairy, loud tiger jumps out and wants to eat you. It's seen you as lunch. Straight away, you get an injection of adrenaline. Stress enters your body and it's like, holy crap, I need to run or I need to fight off this tiger uh, or I'm going to become its lunch. And pretty much this hormone, this chemical response that happens in your body shuts down your digestive system. Now, your digestive system takes so much energy, right? Um, It shuts it down and it's like you become the superhuman and you're either like running like Usain Bolt or you are like Thor on the Game of Thorns fighting off the bad dude or the bad tiger and you have the strength that you didn't even know was there. That is the stress hormone, okay? We all have it and it is designed to keep us safe. It's designed to trigger that flight that flight or fight response. But here's the thing, right? So that's that's bad stress. That's us needing to react, okay? Now, there is good, such thing as good stress, and I'm going to kind of just flip it and tell you a little bit about what that is. And good stress are things like a sauna. Now, I don't know about you, but God, I feel like suffocated when I'm in a sauna and everyone says, oh my gosh, it's so good for you to sit there naked, try not to look at ladies bits and just relax. Oh, honestly, I've got like sweat dripping from every like crack in my body and I'm trying not to look at the lady bits and I just go, how is this, re- <laughs> how is this rele- releasing stress? But anyway, saunas are great for releasing stress. So are um, cold showers. Now, there's a lot of research on this. Tony Robbins is big about cold showers and it's about getting good stress in at a cellular level. Can't say I've done that. Ice baths and a high-intensity workout. Now, I can say I've done that. So they're all good stresses, right? Because they wake up and rejuvenate your cells. Okay, so they're all there to reinvigorate you. You think about it. Saunas, cold showers, ice baths and a high-intensity workout. And you just, you kind of walk out and you feel like you're on a a buzz, right? Now, here's the thing. Good stress, bad stress, we all experience it, okay? And we're designed to experience it. But I don't know about you, but this day and age, I feel like I am constantly fighting off the bad stress. I'm constantly in that reactive mode, just like attack, Okay, tiger coming, attack. Okay, great, got to get this due, attack. Um, And it it feels like you're just, you know, kicking the air and punching the air and just trying to get through life, but you're just constantly fighting it, right? Now, when I was doing a little bit of research into this topic in the 2016 Australian, I think it's Brewer, I don't know how to say it, statistics, this is what it said. It said that 72% of people admitted to stress affecting their physical body. But here's the real cracker. They said that 64% said that stress affects their mental health. And I was just like, wow. And then when you hear about all the, the rise of mental health statistics and people who, you know, experiencing depression and anxiety and all these really real things, 
you think, how has this happened? How has it happened? And I think that when we kind of look at the stress of today, there is so much more put on us to do. And you think about, you know, it's not just good enough to just be a stay-at-home mum anymore. You know, you've got to be a stay-at-home stay-at-home mum who has a side hustle, who has children getting A's in their school, who, you know, you're like leading the mum's club. Like it's just more and more and more and more that's expected of you or you feel like it's expected of you because if you don't do it, you're not good enough. And I, it's just like this this cycle that, that you just, it's like a snowball will, you know, it's just the simple life, man, the simple life. You know, you go away on holidays and you sit back and you, you've got time to read a book and you just think, wow, why don't I do this more? And why does it take a holiday to sit back and read a book? I just think because when you're in your home environment, you've got all these responses of, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to make sure the house is clean. I've got to get dinner ready. I've got to do this for the kids. I've got to, and you're just racing just constantly. Now, all of that builds up. And I guess that's kind of really where I want to share or spend most of our podcast on talking about is that where does our stress go? Like, where does it go? Like, we all feel it, but if we're not releasing it, Okay, and, and in the statistics, I was saying that, you know, one of the contributing factors to these statistics being so high is because we had, <laughs> when we were a caveman, man, I would have liked to have been a cavewoman, I think, I think, maybe not. But when we had that fight or flight response, we burnt off the excess energy. We were running, we were fighting off this tiger with all of our being. Um, but now, when we have that same response being triggered, we just kind of just go, we just pile it on. And we predominantly sit down. A lot of our jobs or a lot of what we do is our sitting. So all of this energy, the stress energy is building up and building up and building up. Which leads me on to the next thing because a lot of my life I have had stress. Um, Mia and I came from a really incredibly stressful childhood environment and uh, it's really shaped us who we are um, however I guess my my response to why I'm going on this journey of trying to find out how to rid myself of stress is in those stressful experiences as a child where did my stress go and is it still trapped in my body and I would say yes it is and I guess I'm really in that you know I'm, I'm searching for well, how do I release that And so I'm going to be sharing a few things. I'm nowhere near knowing the answer. So sorry if if you're still listening. I'm not going to be able to give you the answer at the end of this. However, maybe in a few podcast time, I can talk about it um, when I've implemented it fully into my life. But that is kind of why I'm on this pursuit is I want to release stress that I may have experienced in the past because I am continuing to replay that. So every time I feel stressed, I go straight into that fight response and I don't want to do that anymore. So let's get into the nitty gritty of our podcast. And 
One of the books that I'm reading at the moment is called Stress Less, Accomplish More. Um, and it's by Emily Fletcher. And so she's got some really interesting points about it. And she really talks predominantly about meditation. Now, before you go, oh my God, are we talking about meditation? Yes, we are. And do I do it? No, not fully yet. Um, because I'm one of those busy minded people that honestly, Uh, being an ex-school teacher sometimes I think my mind is like an ADHD child seriously jumping from one thing to the next to the next Um, but I've learned to channel that because I'm really highly creative as well however stress stress is just something that you know when I sit down and go okay I'm going to meditate I just go oh but I'm thinking about this and my perception of meditation was that you had to have an empty mind that you you couldn't be thinking about anything and that everything would go away and then there was so much confusion for me because um, what's really big in the school systems at the moment is mindfulness and I kind of got confused between mindfulness and meditation but I'm here to kind of explain the difference because I've learned this this is a little lesson that I've learned over the last couple of weeks but mindfulness is about being in the present moment and just FYI we're doing a tangent right now I forgot to intro it a bit rusty without me here um but mindfulness is about being in the present moment um it's about closing your eyes and listening to the sounds in your environment it's about feeling the chair that's beneath you it's about smelling the candle that might be in the background so mindfulness is not meditation mindfulness is about putting you in the present moment manifesting is about the future so when you're manifesting things into your life what you are saying is I want this for my future I'm going to manifest these things into my life and meditation is about relieving the stress from your past and I was like holy crap the three m's manifesting meditation and mindfulness wow and so just even just knowing now clearly what those three words mean I was like well I clearly have not meditated properly before in the past because a lot of the times that I have tried I have done a lot of guided meditation um and there's a really cool app called the Oma Omva app by Mind Valley. Fabulous. But it was guided and I would be listening to someone talking me through things. However, the reason why I'm going on this is is that stress, okay, it's not bad for your body to be stressed. However, it's toxic for your body to stay stressed. And I think that if you have carried around stress in your body for a really long time, it will start to manifest in in lots of different ways. And it could just be that you're simply like the stress monster constantly to your partner or that, you know, you you know, you're experiencing a mental health condition because of the stress that's in your body. Um, There's so many factors here, but I think the thing that I really wanted to highlight here is that we're constantly in this world, we constantly feel like we are in high stress situations and it's hard for our bodies to do to distinguish between is this a life or death demand of stress right now or um, 
is 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 this not? Um, because like I said earlier, we're we're constantly being asked to do more and more and more. And I feel like because of this, you know, in the 21st century, our minds and our bodies, you know, we've been like conditioned to like fight off threats. Everything is like a demand. Everything is a demand. Everything is something, somebody wanting something from us um, that we've just hardwired ourselves to to just constantly be that stress monster. Um, and, and that's the thing I think that, I mean, I hope I'm not here alone in this, but um, that's the thing I want to free myself from. I want to find the answer to that. Um, so pretty much there there is a certain way of doing this and um, I kind of have always been in high-stress situations. So not only was my childhood stressful, but even just in my work, the work that I do has had an element of stress or has had an element of needing to react to situations ASAP um, because it was a matter of safety or it was a matter of, you know, protection. However, I I functioned in my life by exercising like literally just flogging the crap out of my body. And if I didn't go and work out, and you've heard us talk about this in previous podcasts, um, if I didn't go and work out, then everyone was going to know about it, especially my partner, because I was just a different person. And as I was, uh, you know, getting into this research, I, I came across this and I was like, holy crap, oh my God. And it's kind of just sparked my my desire to want to know more but exercise only deals with the stress of today it does not deal with the stress of the past and I was like holy crap so if we have not relieved our energy if we have not um, you know done our exercise or whatever or we don't exercise where does our stress go and it comes back to that question where does our stress go So exercise is used to excite your nervous system and increase your metabolic rate. So you think about it, you pull up at the gym at 5am, you're tired, you're like, why am I here? But as soon as you get into your class or you get into your PT session, you kind of, you wake up and you feel good about yourself because what you're actually doing is by increasing your heart rate, um, you are waking up your nervous system. So as I said, exercise can help you get rid of stress from today, but it cannot get rid of stress from the past. However, when we learn to meditate, what that does is rid you of stress from the past because it de-excites your nervous system by decreasing your metabolic rate. And ultimately, that's what helps get rid of stress from the past. Because when you come into a true state of meditation, they say that you are five times more relaxed than what you are in a deep sleep when you meditate. And if you think about the stress hormone that's released to shut down your digestive system, when you're sleeping, things shut down as well. So when you truly get into that meditative state, you're shutting down parts of your body, which is all energy, and that energy is being used to 
to like decompress the the areas of stress in your body. And I just thought, wow, I need some of that. Um, I really, really, really want to <laughs> learn how to do this whole meditating thing properly. But here's an here's an example. So let's look at it like this. Have you ever tried to remove a piece of rice from a pot of boiling hot water? Okay, so you're at the stove, you're like, it's dinner time, you've put your rice into the saucepan, it's boiling, and now you've got to check to see if this rice is ready. So you get out, you know, your spoon or your utensil, and you just try and get one grain. It's near impossible, hey. Um, but... If you were to do this, if you were to simply remove the pot from the heat source for just a few seconds and allow the water molecules to calm from their agitated state, you can then scoop out a tiny speck of rice with no issues, correct? And I guess this is what meditation is. So meditation allows you to rapidly de-excite the nervous system and give your body deep rest. This creates order in the nervous system so you can get rid of all the stress that otherwise is impossible to remove. And I think, wow, so when I'm completely agitated, so I'm that little speck of rice in a saucepan, um, I I can't decompress, I can't, all I can do is vomit on people. And if I just learn to acknowledge, okay, I'm an agitated piece of rice right now, um, what what can I do? And if I remove myself from the situation, allow myself to take a few deep breaths and just relax, then I may be able to come up with an answer or I may be able to come up with an idea. Uh, because remember, our stress is created because we have to have a response and I feel like more than ever we have to have those responses like this and there's no time it's what it feels like um so I don't know about you but I want to be like this high performing achiever not only in my physical body but mainly in my mind I want to know how to access it so that I am at my greatest being um and when I've learned more about meditation, I'm, I'm really interested in brain talk. So you're going to hear me talk a little bit now about brains. Um, but I, I feel like if we can really understand our brain, we can really understand uh, how to get more out of life by doing so. So the left brain, okay, so we're now talking about brains. The left brain pretty much is what majority of us operate from. It is it is what we use to think about the future. Uh, it's reflecting on lessons we've learned and planning for what is ahead. It's in charge of our language, our critical thought, our analytical thought, our balancing of checkbooks and managing all of our responsibilities and, um, it's pretty much the growing up, our left-hand side. It's responsible for all decisions that we make. Um, and if you think about it, if you're a high achiever, it's like all you do is operate out of your left brain. You know, you're, you've got to think, you've got to take action, you've got to achieve. And if you achieve, then you're happy and then your future is great. 
uh, and it's like it's just go, 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 go. And I feel like a lot of us, we're just in that left brain so much and our right brain is actually quite the opposite. Um, Our right brain is where we are creative and we're accessing our problem-solving abilities um, and our innovation and coming up with just ideas And on a few podcasts ago, I spoke about just how I'm seeing um, such a disconnection, even just in myself, because I've been going on this process of the ability to dream and how when you get asked a question, you know, what's, what's 101 of your dreams? Oh my God, like that's so hard. What do you mean I can dream all those things? Because that side of my brain and that exercise or that question is purely right brain what you don't want me to solve a problem right now what you don't want me to critically think about something oh you actually want me to be creative and innovative and and have some sort of vision oh I don't know how um and I even saw it when when I was in the classroom teaching kids and it would come to you know writing a story and when it came to being creative and funny and thinking of ideas honestly no ideas that it was it was like pulling teeth some of the time and it was almost like as a teacher you you really had to give that permission to be silly and wild and creative and it didn't have to be so logical um and so there's a really big disconnection I feel um in that space between just how we're operating we're just so in that left hand side But as I was going about um, my own research around how to de-stress my body from the past, um, it spoke about how meditation actually has a a really um, interesting effect on our brain. And pretty much what what they said in this study was that when we meditate, we take our brain to the gym to strengthen the corpus Call usum, call us usum. God, that's a hard word to pronounce. Um, and pretty much what that is is it's the bridge between your left and your right brain. So when you meditate, that bridge becomes thicker and stronger, allowing you, when stressed, not to be in your left hand brain where you're thinking and reacting and putting logical thought but you're able to access that right-hand side of your brain where you've got creativity and you've got inspiration and you've got this ability to problem-solve beyond logic. And that's where all these crazy ideas come from all these entrepreneurs and you know people who have designed products and all those things because they're accessing that side. And I really thought, wow, what what an amazing thing that would be to strengthen that bridge between the two because I would actually like to know um, when I can access more of that right-hand side and maybe on demand, that would be really good too. Um, So what does this all have to do with stress when I'm talking about the brain? Well, pretty much when you're in high demand situations, you can feel your body and mind beginning to descend into a stressful response. So when you have strong balance between your right brain and your left brain, instead of just flipping out and going into fight or or flight response, 
you're going to be able to find that you have more of an open and clear understanding of what needs to be done because you're able to access that right-hand side of your brain. And I just was like, oh, that is just so amazing. I think one of the things that I'm starting to really understand about stress is that we talk about it so much. In fact, here's a story. When on duty, in when I was a teacher, I uh, was in the prep area. So if you're international, um, prep is like our our first year of school it's like for our little five-year-olds and I'm there and honestly absolutely loved um just playing with the preps you know just being silly with them because I think everything you say is the truth and it's just fun to kind of you know have fun with them and I came up to this little boy and you know he was playing and and he said to he said to me you know I'm just so stressed I'm so stressed and I was like wow, you're five. Where have you learned that language from? Or do you even know what that means? And he was agitated. So there was some truth in what he was saying, but I just thought, wow, we're five and we're feeling stressed. And hey, maybe we've picked that up from mum and dad, but that doesn't that tell more of a story about the demands of stress on the family home that our parents um, are coming home and there's there's always something to do um, but I was just like wow we need to we need to really look at at um, at, at how we respond with stress uh, and and help our little people as well however one of the things that I learned about stress is that stress is not these things it is not deadlines uh it is not a breakup that you've had it's not um the stress of family christmas or even just being stuck in that god-awful traffic all these things all those things i just said they are demands they are demanding your time and they are demanding your attention and pretty much what they are doing is they're burning up your energy that you have. I believe that we all have a certain amount of energy in a day and people will come in and out of your life and depending on what type of person they are, they'll either enrich your energy or they'll take away from your energy. But we only ever have a certain amount. Um, And we can supercharge that by choosing to do such things as a really great morning routine or listening and learning to something. They were all supercharge our energy but at the end of the day all we have is a certain amount of that Um, and all of those things of you know deadlines or your boss wanting something from you or your kids needing something to be done they're all demands they're not actually stress because there's no such thing as a stressful situation only stressful responses to a given situation. So if you think about it, right, there's two, there's two people. They're in, in the car, they're driving, they get into the same god-awful traffic. One person in one car has got no energy left. They've just given every last bit of energy to you know, their clients that they were working with and they're sitting there and then they cop a conversation from their husband who's saying, I need you to get this and where's dinner? And then all of a sudden you erupt. 
okay? But then there's a person beside you who has more energy um, because they've maybe meditated that morning or because they've learned how to manage their stress throughout their day that they get into the traffic and they go, well, can't do anything about this. Perhaps I'm just going to take this opportunity to put on a great podcast and learn some more. So we we all have, we could have the same thing happen, but we all respond differently to it. So a stressful response is what we want to learn how to not do when when all these demands are placed on us. Um, because we really... We really don't want to be that stressed out monster. Well, I know I don't, that's for sure. And I think now's probably the perfect time to say, okay, great, Hannah. Well, now that I feel so good about myself right now, um, what do I do with this? Now, honestly, I think meditation would be a great tip right now to to go into, but I'm yet to explore that when I when I get a good idea and understanding of that in my own life. I'm very happy to share about that. But for now, I'm going to go with some of the things that, um, that I do. Um, and they're simple, but they work. Um, one of the things I do is I allow myself so when a demand is being placed on me and I've got to have something done and I'm feeling that stress rise up in my body, I stand back and I give myself five seconds to respond to something. And I'm not and, – and sometimes my response is, hey, um, can I think about that and I'll get back to you. And straight away – what I've been able to do is instead of like activating my fight flight response and becoming like the, you know, the, the vomitron that vomits my toxic spew onto that person because I'm so stressed, I end up putting the power back in my own hands because I have identified, oh my gosh, I'm really stressed. I don't have much energy to deal with this right now. If I just respond to them by saying, hey, listen, I don't have the time right now to discuss this topic. However, I'd really like to. Could we do this at, you know, nine o'clock tomorrow morning? Whenever you know that you're going to have a greater state of energy. So that's putting you back in the driver's seat instead of just reacting to that demand that's being placed on you. So Mel Robbins talks a lot about the five-second rule, so I can't claim that to be my own. However, I do know that it really, really helps Um, because it's almost like sometimes we've got to get back into um, our bodies a little bit more instead of being so much in our minds and we've got to be able to go, okay, my body right now is feeling stressed. I feel tense. In my body, I feel really tense across the top of my shoulders um, and I just feel agitated. And some of the ways that my body manifests stress is um, when I wake up in the morning, I know that sometimes my, my teeth can be sore and it's because I'm grinding my teeth in the night. Now, all of that says is that I've been in an agitated state. And so that to me brings my awareness and goes, okay, at a cellular level, I am experiencing stress. What am I going to do to help me not be in that fight or flight response? And allowing me to have daily exercise so that will burn stress automatically. Um, 
a five-second rule in place when when dealing with demands on me as well. And for me right now, it's been my morning routine. So I'm now finding that if I don't, you know, get up and do my morning routine and I don't place demands on myself to do it. However, I do notice the difference when I don't because that morning routine for me, what it's doing and what I'm connecting with is it's allowing me to access my right-hand side of my brain. I'm being creative, like I've shared on many of the podcasts, you know, I am doing a dream book at the moment and I'm exploring, you know, what my life could be like in five, ten years time and and what is it that I want to create. Now, that's not me in my logical brain, that's me in my right-hand brain and I can tell you that it's absolutely liberating to be able to think creatively and, and not have to have an answer straight away. That is just so amazing. So my tips for now for you are get your exercise in. It doesn't have to be high interval. It could just be in in nature, walking. I've got a few girls listening to podcasts who who listen to us as they walk on on their 6K walk. We had that this morning. Um, That's a great way to just decompress get rid of that energy to when you're feeling be in tune with your body be in tune with it if you're feeling stressed that's when you've got to activate how you respond to situations hey listen I'm busy right now it's really important that I that I have time to listen to you clearly this is a great one for kids by the way you know, your kids, I mean, I used to have this as a teacher, just like nagging on you constantly. Hey, 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 miss, 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 you know, mum, mum, mum. And you want to give them your attention, but you've got 55 other things going on in the background. One of the best responses is, hey, I see that you need me right now. I really want to listen to you. But right, as you can see, I'm busy, but you're important to me. Um, and I will make time. And then it is always about that follow-up because we can't just say that and not follow up. Otherwise, that child will learn um, that mum doesn't do as she says. Uh, but that is a great response for you to give so that you allow that time to not react. And hey, this is so much easier to say than do. But like anything, it takes practice. It takes Uh, a habit of wanting to do this, of wanting to improve and wanting to get better at how you handle stress. Um, And yeah, and the the next tip for you would be, um, well, I really would like to say meditation. I believe that this is, you know, going to dramatically help with stress. But if you're like me and you're not too sure about the whole meditation thing, uh, a good morning routine will help you as well um, because it will allow you to either... Think about things that you're grateful for. Um, You might have a dream journal. You might even just have a journal where you're writing about things. Uh, All of that is going to help with your stress. So that's about it. I'm going to leave it there. Um, And I hope that I've kind of uh, (laughs) shared some things with you. Hopefully I'm not alone in this whole stress game. Um, But just know that we all experience it. Please be gentle on yourself. Uh, you know, if you are in that agitated state, um, just know that, you know, we're all, we're all, we all feel it. We're all there. We all get to that stress monster stage and our power comes with how we respond to it. 
So if you're starting to see that you are getting to that agitated state more quickly, that your fuse is shorter, uh, that you're really not liking what you're seeing in the mirror and how you're acting and treating people, the power comes with how you respond to that. Either choose to continue or choose to explore options and try things out until you find something that works for you. So with that being said, goodbye podcast listeners. I just would like to say that our special guest is due to come on, but we just couldn't get her today. So that is why you had me, but stay tuned. We may even do two podcasts this week, um, but we will let you know via our social media. Thank you so much to all of those girls who message us and say how much they are enjoying our podcasts. It makes us feel so good knowing um, that there is a community of women and men out there who are enjoying the things that we're sharing. Um, And we hope that we improve your life in some little way uh, or at least get you thinking. That is what we are so passionate about. All right. That is me. Bye.